This is Women Authors of Achievement Podcast, episode 27, with guest Maya Miteva. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Dario Suvorova, and welcome to the show. Real estate is her great passion, whether corporate or private. For the last 20 years, Maya Miteva has worked with the top-level decision makers in real estate, such as Vonovia, Centerspace, and Summit Real Estate. She owns private real estate in various German cities and abroad. The financial security and stability of these investments give her the freedom to live her dreams. In today's episode, we spoke about her latest initiative, Happy Immo. Maya is on the mission to give women the knowledge and the courage to invest in real estate, helping them generate passive income. Check out my conversation with Maya and make sure to subscribe to the show via waa.berlin. Maya, welcome to this cozy studio. Thank you so much for finding time to join me for a conversation today. Thank you, Daria. I'm so glad to be here. The first thought I would like to start our conversation is, Maya, you are a real estate expert with over 20 years of experience. How did you land your first job in asset management? So basically, um, love brought me to Germany and uh, <laughs> I ended up at an investment bank in Frankfurt called Lazard. And there, the only thing I was doing is basically advising real estate companies. And I went through the new economy boom and the new economy crisis and... Um, I went through all these real estate waves, you know, ups and downs, and I saw a lot of things happening, like good things and bad things. And um, I, uh, that way I learned a lot about real estate. And what I also thought is, you know, real estate is so easy. You can touch it. You understand it. You know, an apartment building, you live in an apartment, you understand it. And, um, and you can control it, you know, like it's not like something... Um, in shares, if you invest in stocks, you don't mm. control them. Look at Wirecard. I mean, a DAX company, which went totally crazy. Mm. Even auditors could not find out what's what's wrong. And with real estate, you can see it. You know, if there is a damage, you see it. So it's very transparent. And I really love that, that I can, you know, touch it and control it and own it. And I can do something with it. At what age did you purchase your first real estate property? And how did you come to that? How did that process look like? So I started working uh, when I was 23. And uh, so I gathered some experience until I was 27. And then I said, okay, now I'm going to do it. And then uh, it was quite easy for me to do it in Bulgaria first because the prices were lower and I didn't have that much equity. So I invested uh, in Bulgaria. My first apartment was in my home city, Varna. And it turned out to be a great investment. And then the next years I invested in more real estate. And 2009, I started investing in Germany. I started with the city where I lived in, Frankfurt. And I also love Berlin. So afterwards, I bought some apartment houses here in Berlin. So that first investment really, what was the feeling? It really made you feel confident and positive about that experience that you wanted to continue the journey of investing into real estate? Totally. Yeah. I gained more experience. I gained more security on my own uh, doing such investments. Of course, I asked, you know, friends for help. Um, this is like the most important thing you can do is ask for help. I asked some electricians I knew, you know, or, or people from the construction business that I knew 
to come with me and look at apartments uh, together with me. And that way I also learned more about the technical condition of the buildings. But yeah, this what you said is the most important thing. You try with the smaller thing and then you gain experience and then you do the next thing. And now I have a portfolio. My friend with whom I invest together and I together, we have 60 apartments uh, owned together. And, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to you to own real estate? And you say 60 apartments. What kind of feeling it gives you? What? Uh, why so much? <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't know how it is for you, but I myself come from very difficult financial uh, background uh, in Bulgaria. My parents had nothing. And for me, real estate and the passive income I create for myself, it gives me security, financial security. It gives me also stability for the future. Um, when I grow old, of course, you know, that's my pension, basically. And also it gives me the possibility to live my own dreams, to to not do, uh, go and do jobs that I don't want to do. You know, I am always free to say, you know, guys, if I don't like it, I'm just leaving. And then I look for the next thing that would make me happy. How do you manage all of that property? It seems like very time consuming and sometimes very administrative work is involved. Actually, you know, I, I bought a big a house full of apartments while I was living in Frankfurt. Mm -hmm. So I could not even take care of it, right? So I have a property management company which takes care of the house. So I have almost nothing to do with it. So, so there's a property management firm that does, manages everything, maintenance, administrative work. And what are your then, do they inform you about the state? How does that uh, relationship look like? Yeah, we have a contract and I have to take decisions when it comes to a certain amount of costs. So that's quite easy. And they always ask me and I make the decision. But I can do that, you know, from wherever in the world I am. You know, I could be a digital nomad and invest in real estate in Thailand, probably, if I have the right property manager. And for individual apartments, one can also use a property manager if one wants They are less work than, of course, a big building. But for example, I work a lot with um, the company Habitalix now, it, which is a prop tech company, which I also invested in. And uh, um, they, are, they have two uh, female founders, by the way. And they are doing a great job in uh, managing, you know, single apartments, but also bigger buildings. But property manager, is this something expensive to hire someone like that? Other costs are high. I find for the work that they do, it's not very high. I pay around uh, 20, 22 euro per month per apartment. So it's actually... 20, 22 euros? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wow. not that expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's definitely doable. And, uh, you know, there's, it's a very standardized administrative process. So they have also a lot of standardized things in the background. Yeah, so I can totally recommend it. Very impressive. Seems like a seamless process <laughs> after all. Yeah, that's why, you know, this is the only way why I can invest on the side and do my full-time job, you know, with the commitment and dedication that I do. Since you mentioned that, do you have a different approach between your private and professional investments? And what are the differences? I think actually they are very, very different because in my work, in my job, I, I'm at, in a top management uh, position at a commercial real estate company. So we invest in offices, logistic buildings. Before that, I was in uh, investing in supermarkets. I was CFO of a company investing in supermarkets. So 
Commercial property is very different. It's much more complex. It's much larger in size. And you have a lot of teams taking care of each side of the investment, like letting and property management and technical side of things and investment and financing, etc. The private side, if you look, for example, at investing in one apartment or at an apart- in an apartment building, it's much more simple, in my opinion, because you live in an apartment. I live in an apartment. I know what costs I have. I know what kind of damages happen. So for me as a private person, it's very easy to understand that type of real estate. And why, when I invest in resi, residential real estate, what I do is um, I think about two main strategies. So my first strategy is that my rent covers all costs. So it covers, you know, the cost that I have, but also interest and amortization. So if my rent covers it all, then the apartment pays off itself. I usually use this strategy in very prime locations like in Frankfurt, I bought in West End, which is like, you know, here compared to Adlon area. And the real estate appreciated over time in value. So I actually, it pays off itself. And after that, it grows up in value. And my second investment strategy is I expect around 5% return or above 5% on my invested capital. So the rent covers all costs, including interest and amortization. So the repayment of the debt but also there is something that stays, remains at the end. And that divided by my equity is the return that I get. And I find 5% in this time is quite a good return. And that strategy I use in not in very central locations. So it's not like Friedrichstrasse in Berlin, you know. So that's my, my second strategy. And I think what's also important is that you don't need that much equity. Everyone thinks you need like loads of money, but that's not true. I think with 5,000 to 10,000 euro equity, you can already buy an apartment. It could be small, but um, it's possible. And the rest um, is given by the bank as financing. And financing today is like 0.6, 0.7% interest. It's nothing. It costs nothing. So this is my like my investment strategy. You have my secret now. <laughs> the first one, at least. <laughs> the yeah. first one. I'm curious, how do you assess uh, valuations of real estate? What are some of the factors you look at? There are mainly, you know, three things I look at. I look at the rental contract because it gives me information about the tenant and the costs that the tenant covers. I look at the technical condition because it gives me an overview of what costs might be coming in my direction in the future. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by technical condition? So you basically, you look at the building, you look at the facade, you look at the, at the cellar. Cellar is very important because of, you know, water damages and humidity. And um, then you look also, you know, at electricity. Uh, how is the electricity? Is it old? Is it new? At the heating, old, new. And if it's old, you know, at some point in time, costs are coming in your direction. Part of those costs are covered already by the amount of expenses that you cover. It's called in Germany Hausgeld, and part of it is not. And then you go into the apartment and there you know for yourself, you know, what do you find nice, what do you not find nice in order to be able to let that apartment. And then you calculate what costs could come in your direction. And we're going to speak later about it, but 
in, in Happy Emo, we are providing a webinar about these topics, also giving, you know, a range of costs, um, how much it would cost to do this or that. Yeah. So this is the condition. And the third thing is the financing. The financing is important. I mean, you're yourself in the finance field, right? If you can get good financing conditions, then you can make it a really good investment for yourself. Perfect. I mean, three very important uh, things to note. Exactly. I'm also curious, um, you mentioned shortly about prop tech, and I would assume that really also drives and enables you to do your investments and manage the property. Could you just give a few words on prop tech, what it is, and also why is it an exciting topic for you? Oh, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love technology and um, I love trying it out on my real estate because I think that technology can bring a lot of efficiency into managing the building and saving costs and bringing more sustainability. And this is, uh, Anna is my business partner and I, we invest together in PropTech and we're invested in a really uh, cool uh, fund called High Rise Ventures, which is run by a woman, Claudia Nagel. And we've invested like in 15 companies and all of these, or most of them, I have used in my buildings already. So I have electronic key system from Kiwi, which is the company Claudia actually established. She was one of the founders. And it's amazing. It's really, I don't have the keys anymore. It's so cool. So you unlock the door with the phone. Yeah, it's through the phone. Or, and you also have a transponder as a default option. Then I also have Einhundert uh, Energie, which is a company we put solar panels on the on the roof. Mm -hmm. So my tenants can use, you know, ecological electricity, which I'm also, I like the idea of um, sustainability. And I have this property manager who manages, you know, so it's all technology brings efficiency, efficiency and sustainability, in my opinion. And what are the some of the trends you see upcoming, maybe this year and upcoming years? Oh, I think sustainability will accompany us until 2000 and I don't know, what did, the, what did they decide? 2050, we need to be uh, CO2 neutral, something like this. Yeah, so it's going to be accompanying us for a long time. It's one of the top trends, I would say. Uh, then we have the majority of buildings in Germany are old buildings. They're not new. And the new buildings are much more efficient and much more sustainable, but the old are not. So I think... Finding technology to upgrade the buildings is also one of the main trends. Yeah, because also old, old buildings, it's history. It gives a, a certain beauty edge to the city. So maybe there's a way not to completely demolish those, but upgrade, as you say. Yeah, totally. And with technology, you know, it's so much easier because you gather through big data, you gather all this information and then you can put it to work or with sensors, you can find out if, uh, you know, if the building is uh, getting uh, mold or not. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So I, I hope more people will start using it and will not have this fear. I see it in my industry also, like huge corporates, they are not as agile as, as you know, you know, you guys who are in the startup space. Well, hopefully more agile, more tech coming to real estate. And it's also very exciting. It seems very cool things are happening. So <laughs> yeah, we're trying. Yeah, that's great. I'm also curious, before we speak about um, your new venture, I would like to ask you, what are some of the drivers of ever rising real estate valuations? Oh, that's a good question. 
You know, a lot of people tell me real estate is at its highest. And I always say, you know what? Real estate is has been going up in price since 1975. So how can you tell me that it's at its highest? You know, there have been some downs, but you, usually like if you look at the development, it was going up forever. So it seems to me it's going up, it's going to continue to go up. Currently, I think there is a lot of capital in the market and it needs to be invested somewhere. And real estate is a very stable investment class. And that's why I think a lot of people go into real estate and a lot of foreigners love Germany because Germany is much more stable than any other country. And this is something that probably also, you know, helps to shape the the real estate prices. But with the with this um, ever-rising trend, what would need to happen for this trend to reverse, in your opinion? It's. I think it is very difficult because all the countries in Europe and in the world have taken now financing at very low interest rates. If they now do anything to change that, the interest rates are going to rise and the the countries will not be able to pay their debt back. And I think it's um, that's the reason why I assume and a lot of people in, in my industry assume that financing costs will continue to stay very low. And that means real estate prices will at least st stay stable or go up because there is a lot of capital in the market. And this is one of the safest investment classes. Maya, together with your co-founder, you decided to launch Happy Emo, a platform focusing on real estate financial literacy for women, proving that any woman can afford and invest into property. Can you tell me more about Happy Emo and why do you see that there's a need in such a platform today? I've heard on your podcast a lot of women talking about financial education, financial literacy for women. And I just want to, you know, say some numbers which maybe not everyone knows. For example, my partner with whom I had breakfast this morning, he didn't know about it. I said, you know, there is the gender pay gap. We talk about it all the time. But there is the gender wealth gap and the gender pension gap. Women receive 26% less pension than men. And women have about 40% less wealth than men. And I think no one really talks about it or realizes it, there are much fewer studies about this topic than about gender pay gap. And this is something that Anais, my, my co-founder and I, took to heart and decided, okay, we want to close the wealth gap. We want to close the pension gap. Um, we want to show women and, and teach them how to invest in real estate because we believe that real estate is one of the safest investments for your pension or when you grow older. It gives you a very, very stable income. And that's why we believe that it's a good thing to, to do it. Why is financial security and independence so closely tied to owning property? If you could just give some pointers. Yeah, so with uh, Happy Emo, we are explaining in our webinar how it all works, you know, how you buy a property and how you calculate your return. And what happens with real estate is that you pay the financing back to the bank over time. And at the end, the asset remains for you. And this asset can generate income. And this income we call passive income. And with this passive income, you can, you know, you can use it for whatever you want. You know, I use it to live my dreams and support my creative uh, artists. And other people use it to um, 
to pay their pension. And this is why I think this this security that you get, this stability, this is something that would give us gives us comfort and yeah, lets us do what we love, you know. And how does one, I'm curious, uh, finds that perfect property to invest into? If we even just say in Berlin, where do you start? Yeah, you will laugh, but most of my properties I bought through ImmoScout24. <laughs> It's really crazy because, you know, I know so many people and I've, of course, I communicate with them, etc. But the best investments I found on ImmoScout Or now we've looked at eBay Kleinanzeigen, um, also a very interesting site for smaller acquisitions, I find, like individual apartments, small apartments. Immovelt you can use. So first you go, you know, on, on those platforms and you start educating yourself about how much it costs, what you want to buy, what are the rents. And this is the first step. And you can also, of course, speak to all your friends because that's a multiplier And at one point you start receiving all these offers and apartments and and then you just look for the thing that really uh, that you really like and that gives you the return that you're looking for. Sounds very easy. Yeah, we should try it. <laughs> we should all try it. <laughs> we should just get started with it. And why would you root for investment in real estates over stocks? You shared already on this shortly earlier as in our conversation, but could you maybe also elaborate why real estate investment is so easy and so should be prioritized over maybe stocks? You know, I invest in both, okay? <laughs> We have this big... I had no doubts. <laughs> We have this big discussion in my family because my cousin, she has a hedge fund in New York and she is like, Maya, why do you invest in real estate all the time? You know, stocks are so much easier. And I say, you know, I understand real estate. I What I said, you know, I can control it I can control the risk that I have with it. And this is one of my main points why why I prefer real estate over, over stocks. On the other hand, also what I can find with real estate is that I can change my, you know, I have influence. I have impact. I can, um, through the real estate I own, I can rent to people I, I care about. I can introduce more sustainability and technology into my real estate so I can make all these decisions for things that I care about. And we have found in the, the Happy Immo Club, we have members who are, for example, letting to refugees and single moms. You know, people, usually landlords, try to avoid to, to rent to single moms because of the risk of rent and so on. But she, this this lady from the club, she is, you know, it's her thing. She really wants to help and she still makes her return, you know. And this combination, I, I really like this impact that one can have. With stocks, it's a bit more distant. And for me, it's not very transparent. Mm -hmm. you know, But it's more liquid. It's definitely, definitely, it's more liquid than real estate. In order to, you know, to sell your real estate asset, you still need like, Until money comes in, you need three to six months. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's why I invest in both. And I would always say, you know, if you want to have, you know, a good portfolio for your pension or for the future, always try to have a balanced approach. For women to have that financial independence, how much of property should she own? How does that portfolio looks like, specifically in real estate, to have that financial freedom and independence? I think it's it depends on your personal goals. Let's say if you have like 
an apartment that would bring you an additional rent in the future after you have paid it off of about, you know, 500 to 1,000 euro, um, then you can calculate yourself. It depends on how much you want to have free, free cash from, from this investment, how much pension you get from the government. And then you have an idea how many apartments you need to have, you know. So maybe if you want to have three small, I don't know, 30 to 40 square meter apartments, you could get maybe like 1,500 to 2,000 potentially of rent. And then you, you have a small portfolio and you're independent, mm -hmm. you know. You, all your costs are covered to begin with. What steps have to be taken by individual companies, government to really close that wealth gap? You're on the mission. We're on the mission. And a lot of women, you know, um, are on the mission with the financial literacy. You had uh, Alice, right? Uh, yes, Andrea Fernandez. Yes, and Andrea Fernandez. And I'm so glad so many women are on this topic right now. I'm also would love to hear uh, what are your plans for this year with Happy Emo? And just maybe you could just share also what do you do? What are some of the things that you're offering? Because I haven't, I have a feeling you haven't spoken enough. So I would love <laughs> to hear more. Yeah, Happy Emo. We, we are providing a webinar, uh, which basically in several uh, series uh, shows you or teaches you how to buy uh, real estate. You get all the templates, you know, like very simple calculation. We have tried to make it very simple because, you know, in my in my work, we do really complicated models. But at the end of the day, it's so easy, you know, to, to calculate it because you only have several components. Um, so we are making it very easy. And the other very cool thing that we're doing is uh, our club, the Happy Emo Club where we will have a lot of women who have invested themselves in real estate uh, successfully, but we will also have a lot of women who have not, and uh, we uh, would like them to help each other. You know, if you have a question, if you're not sure about, you know, I don't know, the electrical box or whatever, just pose the question in the Happy Emo Club. And we also have a podcast. Our podcast is about um, inspiring women who have bought real estate themselves, who do have their own return out of it, but also who are doing something good in our society with, with their uh, real estate investment. And they give, uh, they give courage um, and, and knowledge to other women to invest in real estate. This is great. I'm really looking forward to listening to it yeah. and joining one of the webinars. Yeah, great. Yeah. And... I would like to switch a little bit towards Berlin and how has Berlin evolved as a city for real estate investment, in your opinion, Maya, and how is it going to evolve further? I know I'm a big Berlin lover. I still live, I have, I still live in Frankfurt and Berlin, mm -hmm. but I, I love the city, the vibe, you know, the, the art, the culture and everything. And I think it has developed tremendously. Uh, I first invested 2009 in Berlin And since then, I've seen great growth and uh, the city has changed. You know, its its name was, uh, I don't know if you know in German, arm und sexy or poor and sexy. And now I, I think it's developing more to sexy and technologically growing. And we could see it also in the pandemic um, that technology, this technological side of Berlin was very, very helpful and kept Berlin going, basically. And yeah, um, so Berlin is great. It's developing great. 
compared to other capitals, it will continue to develop in that direction. Of course, there are, you know, always when you have such such an improvement in the city and also prices going up, there are some social differences. There are some social differences. And this is what, what uh, the Berlin uh, residential market is currently showing, that there are these differences. And I think it is important to talk about these things. And it's important to make decisions that are good for both sides, because if you don't have investors, you don't have growth and you don't have nice buildings and you don't have so much cool technological companies. But on the other hand, we need to also take care of those who, you know, who cannot afford certain rents. So I think the discussion is important and it's important to find the right solution. And how can we find that balance between those two, two sides? I think both sides have to compromise a little bit, you know. I think the cap on rents is ex totally extreme, but capping something makes sense. We should not forget that we also want sustainability and sustainability costs money. So investors need to invest. So we need to give them the chance to also be able to invest. Um, so I think both both sides need to need to work on that. But, you know, for me, I try to avoid a little bit this political discussion um, because I think we have a lot of people talking about it anyways. I think we will come to a solution for me and for Happy Emo, for Anais. For us, it's important that women own more property because we think, you know, our motto is we think that when women own real estate, the world will be much more sustainable, beautiful and supportive, you know. will be a brighter place. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And what trends do you see evolving in a real estate preferences and how people maybe reorganize their living spaces? Yeah, this is something also that I also see in PropTech. This topic of the sharing economy is something that you can see in real estate. Um, through this topic of home office, I think that in residential, uh, people will be looking also in the same buildings for spaces where they can sit down and work together, like a co-working in your co-living building. Um, this is something I think that we will see more often in the future. Um, and I think home office will not be the predominant way of working in the future, because in the US you can al already see, you know, everyone is bringing the people back into the office, but they are giving them more flexibility. And I think this is what we also find in, in business is that the directors, you know, the top management realizes that even if they're at home, people still work because there is now much more trust between the the people and, and, and the management. And I think this is a great development because if I give people more trust, then they would be freer to develop something new or, or be more proactive. Before... Maya, I would like to wrap our conversation with one of my favorite questions or my the favorite question. Could you tell me about that creative art concept that you're developing in Moabit, uh, Berlin? <laughs> I feel like it's your personal, also exciting project and I'm really curious to learn about it. Yes, I really like um, bringing people together and I think that real estate is a great platform to do that. And so in Moabit, I have created a house um, that deals with my passion, which is art and technology. So we're focusing the house on art and technology. And we 
We have people living there from uh, from those areas, like creative people. It's like a co-living space. Yeah, it's like a co-living, but also like permanent living. It's all in one. You know, it's it's. We have also very diverse type of type of tenants. Um, but like the new tenants that come in, we choose uh, to be the more creative side. And we also started a small artist in residence program there, and we have a small gallery. And we now actually are working with a collective called Kukumu to start a creative cafe in the building. So it's really, it's really amazing. Yesterday we had um, a very mini, mini opening because of the pandemic. Uh, one of our artists um, with, uh, with really amazing like uh, art about sustainable sustainability. And we also had an, an audio artist who works with audio. And we have a lot of technology in the building. So we like, you know, media art, visual art with video and audio and all that stuff. That's really cool. Sounds like a very creative and engaging community. So hope to stop by when the cafe is, op is open. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe they'll open it as a to-go coffee first. I don't know. Let's start with that. But perfect. Maya, as we wrap up our conversation, can you tell me about a woman who you would define as an author of her own achievements? Yeah, I told you I have several, right? And uh, uh, of course, I very much admire Kamala Harris, uh, the first female vice president um, in the United States. I love what she has achieved and her diversity, uh, where she comes from. And the other person I really like is Michelle Obama. She, uh, I find, you know, she was a little bit in the background, but for me, she was actually in the front because she so much follows her own heart and what she wants to influence, what she wants to, to achieve, like, you know, education for underprivileged people or fighting for, for every person to go and vote to change something. I really, really admire that. And one of my favorites is my very good friend um, and artist, an amazing Bulgarian-German artist, Mariana Vasileva. She is, um, she goes over her comfort zone and she always tries new media, new things. And if she puts her mind onto something, she just goes for it. And like she attracts all this help from everyone. And um, this is something I also wish for, for me, for other women to, you know, to go over our comfort zone to also in this financial literacy, right? To go and learn something new and just with the help of others, just do it. This is such a great, I think, high point to to finish off, to just do it and go outside of the comfort zone and to really embrace that. Maya, thank you for giving that courage and thank you for today's conversation. I think you were so on point and so interestingly explaining real estate and why owning property is the right thing to do and how to start with that. So thank you so much on bringing that those insights And I hope uh, our listeners can turn to you and Happy Emo to learn more about how to start their investments, how to look for property and how to really secure their retirement, as this is also very important. Yeah, we'll look forward to that. And thank you so much for having me here and for uh, doing this amazing podcast series um, to inspire other women. It's great. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We're always excited to read them. 
If you want to interact with us, the guests or the podcast listeners, then head over to our Instagram page at waa.berlin. And while you're there, make sure to check our webshop. Thank you again for listening and we're looking forward to being back soon.